I'm so glad that it's Wednesday and we are getting into this topic, ectopic pregnancy for helping you pass your NCLEX. Hi, my name is Regina and I'm the number one NCLEX instructor on this planet. I am. I'm right here with you every Wednesday as we endeavor to help you get licensed, to help you get that dream job so you can have the career that you desire, the freedom, the flexibility, all the good things that come with being a nurse, but it starts right here with studying. So we're going to do ectopic pregnancy. Come on in. Let's get into it. Ectopic pregnancy typically falls very early into your maternal fetal overview courses in nursing school. So an ectopic pregnancy is something that is abnormal. It is not expected. Um, and so what happens is implantation occurs in a site other than the endometrial lining of the uterine cavity. So it could be in the fallopian tube, in the uterine uh, cornua, in the cervix, or the ovary, or in the abdominal cavity. And so the thing about it is because that Pregnancy is not in the uterus where the baby can grow and stretch out and all those things. Ectopic pregnancies cannot be carried to term, all right? Or they can rupture or involute. Um, the statistics are one out of every 100 to 300 pregnancies is an ectopic pregnancy. And the prevalence of that is only increasing. So they are becoming more and more common. So you might ask, why, Regina? You know, what are the risk factors? So the risk factors are if you previously had an ectopic pregnancy, if you have had fallopian tube surgery, if you've had previous pelvic or abdominal surgery, um, just some women are at greater risk. You know, um, those women who have had a history of sexually transmitted diseases or a history of PID, which is um, pelvic inflammatory disease, such as chlamydia. If a patient has had um, endometriosis, cigarette smokers, if you're an older mom, so above 35 is considered, uh, you know, advanced maternal age now. If there is a history of infertility or women who have used, um, uh, assistive reproductive technology like um, IVF treatments as well. So what are the signs and symptoms? What are the cues that we're going to have with ectopic pregnancies? They are going to be um, amenorrhea and we should be knowing these terms. I should be speaking them in plainly you are translating them. Um, abdominal pain and abnormal bleeding um, as well as well as those things, making sure that you guys are taking notes because that is part of Winning Wednesday. Even though this is a quick review, we would have a sudden and severe, sudden and severe pain, okay? Um, syncope, cervical motion tenderness, and adnexal mass. You, you may have not heard of an agnexal mass or an agnexal um, cyst, but this happens when there's basically, um, it's a fluid-filled 
uh, lump in the area of the, the pelvis, typically around the uterus. And this, you know, this could be the ovaries, the fallopian tubes. And these are cysts that are developing. All right. So our diagnostic tests are going to be a pelvic exam, right? So we definitely don't want to have an ectopic pregnancy continuing on. Let me just start by saying that because uh, what will happen is it's going to likely rupture because that developing um, embryo is going to grow and there's not going to be space to accommodate it if it is in the fallopian tubes or in the ovary. And so this is so dangerous, you know, when a woman finds out that, you know, they have an ectopic pregnancy, they're like, okay, well, I'm pregnant. And that's the goal. Like, I just wanted to be pregnant. And so now that I'm pregnant, and so now what's next? And you have to tell them, you are literally at risk for dying. Because if this pregnancy continues on and that, you know, the growing ball of cells gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it is going to rupture whatever structure in your body that is containing it. And so that puts the mom at risk for maternal hemorrhage, which can be life-threatening. So um, the diagnostic tests are essential. And so you're going to do um, the pelvic exam or the urinary pregnancy test. Uh, is going to be sensitive to it. Uh, what else do we do? Um, the quantitative, basically the beta HCG, human chronococcic gonococcotropin, right, hormone, that is going to be something that is going to be released. And sometimes that can be negative or sometimes it could be very high, right? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's not going to be very high. Sometimes it could be, it could be present, but they, the, the findings don't always strongly suggest the occurrence of an ectopic pregnancy. So even if a person has HCG going in their body, that can't be used as a, a only a diagnostic test for ectopic pregnancy. Definitely, you always are going to need to have further evaluation, further evaluation. Pelvic ultrasonography, that is going to show us where that structure is growing, okay, if it is in the right place or not. And the laparoscopy can also be used to um, go into, I don't know, I guess if you, would, you would do a scope, go in and see, look around um, and see if you can find out where the location is. If you can't find it on a sonogram for whatever reason, you would have to do further investigation. The treatment, there's two ways to treat ectopic pregnancies. There's going to be a medical and a surgical way. This is what we typically see for a lot of other illnesses. You can have um, a surgical intervention be in the surgical intensive care unit, or you can have a medical intervention be in the medical intensive care unit. So this is something that's kind of expected. Um, so for surgical resection, this is uh, something that has to be done for unstable patients. So if a patient is unstable and they have an ectopic pregnancy, you got to get that pregnancy um, terminated immediately. And so that is also going to be the overarching treatment is that um, these patients have to terminate their pregnancy. So either we're going to terminate it surgically 
or we're going to terminate it medically. But that is why sometimes it's kind of devastating to to um, expecting parents when it is an ectopic pregnancy, because when we're talking about um, laparoscopic surgery, ooh, especially, especially if it is in the um, fallopian tubes, then you're going to have to do the salim, um, salim pengectomy, which is re like removal of the fallopian tubes. And that, that really sucks. That really, really sucks. Because if you are um, trying to get pregnant and you end up having an ectopic pregnancy, if one of your fallopian tubes have to be removed, how much harder is that going to be for you to get pregnant now with one tube, right? Or a partial, a partial tube. And so, um, you know, that is going to be the, a worst case scenario. So if the pregnancy has ruptured, um, you know, there's, there's not much that you're going to be able to do medically. It's going to have to take a surgical intervention, surgical intervention. The medication that we will use will be methotrexate. And we should be kind of familiar with this medication because we see it a lot. They, they give this medication for cancer. They can give it for rheumatoid arthritis. And so in the, in the event of an ectopic pregnancy, this medication is given as a single, a single dose of an IM injection. All right. And it can only be given if the, the tubes have not been ruptured. Okay. Um, there is no fetal activity detected, fetal heart activity. And the beta HCG level is going to be less than 5,000. All right. Going to be less than 5,000. But they could do it if it's up to 15,000, even though it's just not ideal. Okay. So the medication, the methotrexate, is pretty successful. I mean, it's going to be basic. It's going to be the best case scenario because it's not going to require any um, incisions to be made or any of the surrounding structures that are important for pregnancy, the ovaries, the fallopian tubes, the uterus to um, have to be altered in any way. But the methotrexate um, treatment, I believe, is about it. It's about an 87 percent success rate. So if they try methotrexate and it doesn't work, then the next option will be surgical intervention. Okay. So what are, what are our nursing responsibilities when we talk about what we need to do as a nurse for, um, for this patient? We're going to always have to do our, um, our vital signs and assess the patient. We're going to monitor for bleeding and we're going to be preventing or putting in place measures to prevent a rupture and a shock for this patient. And again, the most important thing is detection early because every day we wait, that growing embryo is getting bigger and it is compromising whatever it is, um, it is attached itself to. Methotrexate, um, the folic acid antagonist may be prescribed because it is going to stop the cellular dividing of the growing embryo, okay? And we would also, if we if we need to prepare the client for um, a laparotomy and the removal of the 
pregnancy in the tube if necessary or re repairing the tube. And administering antibiotics, of course, if the, um, if the mom was RH negative, some blood work was done, we would do the, um, the RHO immune globulin administration to help protect her with her future pregnancies. Hey, so if I had to summarize this, my key points would be um, the most common site of the ectopic pregnancy is in the fallopian tube. The baby doesn't make it down into the uterine lining. And so you have um, the ampulla of the fallopian tube to house the ectopic pregnancy. And the symptoms that a woman can present with are going to be pain, pelvic pain, vaginal bleeding, and mismenstruation. We would su suspect an ectopic pregnancy in any female of the reproductive age um, who comes in with pelvic pain, vaginal bleeding, if they have unexplained dizziness or hemorrhagic shock symptoms, regardless of their history and examination findings. I mean, we're going to be suspecting that, especially if the woman is sexually active. And then if the urine pregnancy test is positive, or on assessment findings, it suggests ectopic pregnancy, then we would determine the um, quantitative beta HCG because that will help us to determine if a medical intervention would be appropriate. Um, and we will also do an ultrasonography to get the exact location of that ectopic pregnancy. But the treatment usually is gonna be one of two things, surgical resection or medication. And that's, again, important because we have to let the mom know right away, you're not going to be able to carry this, this child to term. It's not going to be possible. Okay. Here's some questions for us. Winning Wednesday, we go over the content, and then we see if we are in a good place with these questions. So Mrs. Chu presents with vaginal bleeding at four weeks. Okay. What is the primary nursing intervention for a woman who is bleeding? It's going to be, is it number one, monitor vital signs, two, prepare equipment for examination, three, have an oxygen available in the bedside, or four, assess the response of the family. What do we say here, guys? A woman comes in, four weeks pregnant, she's bleeding, we need to check the what? The correct answer here, the correct answer here is going to be number, is going to be number one. I hope you guys got this right. It seems like some of you did. Most of you did say that the, the vital signs of the mom is going to be the most important nursing intervention. So preparing equipment, having oxygen available, and assessing their responses of the family. They're also, they also are going to be, um, you know, important things to do, but the vital signs are going to be most important because we're going to see if the mom may be hemodynamically unstable and hemorrhaging. Question number two here is this. Um, the home health nurse visits a a pregnant client who has a diagnosis of ectopic pregnancy. Which assessment finding indicates a rupture and the need to notify the primary health care provider? And I want you to select all that apply here. Um, even though there's four choices just for space purposes, select all that would apply 
that would indicate um, a rupture and the need to notify the healthcare provider. Because remember, you're at home. So it's number one, vomiting, two, tachycardia, three, hypotension, or four, increased pain. What do you say? We are talking about select all that apply for rupture findings. Ah, you guys got it. I like it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking the look. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Okay. The correct answer is going to be question number two. It is going to be question number two. Um, and I'm sorry, it's going to be number two, number three, and number four. And these are the answers for question number two. So we have ruptured ectopic pregnancy. You're going to have severe shock signs. So tachycardia. Because remember, when you're in shock, the heart rate's going to go up, but the blood pressure goes down. It's just the same when we talk about um, diabetics and um, particularly with H um, with HHNK, like you're going to have these signs where the heart rate is going to go up, right? Blood pressure goes down. These things are going to be very noticeable. Um, so you're going to have tachycardia, hypotension, and increased pain as well because, yeah, that structure has ruptured wherever it is. Also, um, rapid thready pulse, rapid respirations, and a falling blood pressure. All right, question number three is this. Miss Rowley was discovered to have an ectopic pregnancy. What advice should the nurse give to her? Number one, have an ectopic pregnancy. Is it going to be number one? Most ectopic pregnancies go to completion. Two, you will become sterile after your fallopian tubes are removed. Three, a continuous abdominal pain is present throughout the pregnancy. Four, an ectopic pregnancy can be either medically or surgically treated. What do we say here, guys? We're talking about what advice should the nurse give to her client who's had an ectopic pregnancy? The best, the best advice is going to be number four. An ectopic pregnancy could either be medically or surgically treated. So the sal, um, salpingectomy may be performed if the woman, you know, if it's indicated, and that's going to be a surgical treatment. Otherwise, methotrexate is given um, as to a folic acid um, antagonist. It's a chemotherapeutic agent, and it is going to attack the cells. So anything in the body that is growing rapidly methotrexate is non-discriminate, it will, uh, it will suppress that growth, ultimately um, terminating, terminating the, um, the process of cellular dividing and growing. Question number four is this, in ectopic pregnancy, where's the most common implantation site in the fallopian tube? So remember, I told you it was in the fallopian tube, but where is it? Is it number one, the ampulla? Two, the ithmus. Three, the fimbria. Or four, the cervix. Do you remember? Do you know? Do you remember? Do you know? Do you know? The correct answer is, you got it. Yes, yes. If you've been studying, it is the ampulla. This is the most um, common site of ectopic pregnancy implantation in the fallopian tube. And so of the fallopian tube sites, approximately 80% occur 
in the ampulla, 12 occur in the isthmus, eight are in the interstitial or fimbria portions of the fallopian tube. I love it. Love it when we study content. Question number five, which of the following nursing diagnosis is a priority for a client with ectopic pregnancy? Number one, deficient knowledge. Two, pain. Three, anxiety. Four, risk for infection. Here we go. Now, here we go. Now, we're talking about ectopic pregnancy. So what is going to be a priority for this patient? What do you guys say? I mean, what's happening here? What's going on? And think about safety. Think about the most important part to the client. That is going to absolutely be, I hope you got this right, pain. Yes, I am not kidding. The pain is going to be ooh, so terrible. And so sharp stabbing pain in the lower quadrant. This is one of the symptoms that the ectopic pregnancy actually has already erupted. And so it's a it's a late, it's a bad sign. Uh, so we definitely need to be able to identify that as one of the characteristics of ectopic pregnancies. I so hope you enjoyed this study session. Winning Wednesday. Hey, if you didn't do anything else but show up to this class, you made progress because you're stepping forward on the path to get your nursing license. And, and just very soon you'll be taking your big test. Ah, I hope I can be there. Uh, and you can let me know whether you passed or not. I am so excited for you on this journey. You've done the hard part already. Really, really, really. You're at the end of the journey. All you got to do is keep showing up, keep giving it 100%, and then just believe in yourself because you know this, you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. Hey, if you want to keep talking about this, text me the word NCLEX to 855-696-0132. I would like to connect you to your um, best study session, best study resources that I have um, to help you get your nursing license sooner. So. Text NCLEX to 855-696-0132 because you might need some more help on knowing what is the best resource for you to get started with. And again, I say this all the time. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. I believe it. So I want you to believe it too so that when we go to take our exam, we are walking by faith and not by sight. All right, because that's the best way to do things. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll see you on Monday. This is Winning Wednesday, but I'll be back on Monday. Hey, if you have not watched my other Winning Winning episodes, you can check them out on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the channel while you're there. And also thank you for following me on Facebook. And I have over um, 25,000 people on TikTok now. So it's really a thing for me. I'm super excited because I give short, powerful bursts of nursing knowledge on TikTok. So check me out, Remar Nurse. I am there as well. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.